0: Welcome to The Timely Arrival of Ormond Wright. Dodge City came into existence in 1872. Within a couple of years, the city was boldly declared a cow town, and a variety of cowboys brought a sense of lawlessness to the frontier town. That led to the establishment of saloons and dance halls. It also brought the Santa Fe Railroad, and that's what brought the Reverend Ormond W. Wright to town. His arrival led to a surprise no one expected, He didn't run away. That was something new.
1: Grandpa? It's Emily. Just came to see how you're doing.
2: Hey, in the kitchen, dear.
1: Looks like you're doing well this morning, Grandpa.
2: Thank you, Em.
1: Let me make you some breakfast.
2: Just some coffee, I think.
1: Coming up. A little distracted this morning?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose I am. (laughs) Just remembering, I seem to do that more and more these days. Grandmother? I think about her often.
1: But there's more.
2: Yes. I find myself remembering my very first job as a pastor.
1: You mean our local church.
2: Ah, uh, this may be a story you've never heard.
1: Really? I love your stories.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, after I finished seminary, I was sent out west to lead a church in a place they called the Queen of the Cowtowns.
1: Wait, <laughs> Queen of the Cowtowns?
2: Yeah, Dodge City, Kansas.
1: You can't be serious. Kansas? Kansas? I thought you started here, in New Jersey.
2: No, I just never mentioned Kansas.
1: Why now?
2: Yesterday's newspaper said my old friend Wyatt passed on.
1: I'm sorry, Grandpa.
2: He had a great deal to do with my introduction to Dodge City.
1: It sounds like the coffee's ready.
2: Smells wonderful, Emily. Mmm, that tastes just as good.
1: Mm, Good. I'm glad you like it, Grandpa. You mentioned an old friend? I did.
2: A very old and very dear friend.
3: The
4: train's right on time this morning. And they're ready to load cattle.
5: That whistle
6: is kind of a sad sound, don't you think?
4: It's the sound of possibility, Dora.
7: People are coming to Dodge City. (laughs) And some are leaving. That is true. But I suppose it's to be expected. Looks like
4: most of the town came out to meet the train. Must be all that possibility you
7: speak so highly about. I'll bet you're right.
6: This is the day the new preacher is supposed to arrive,
4: isn't it?
7: It is.
4: Not sure what possibility he'll find here among the resident sinners. We do
7: have plenty of those.
6: Ah, oh, but you forget. There are 13 saints waiting for him at the Union Church.
7: And a few of them are among the crowd waiting for the train. I believe that's why we're here, Bartholomew. To greet the new preacher?
6: No, my dear friend. You are here to keep the peace. Your deputies comes with the job.
4: Today's Guests. And a fair bit of them will be making a beeline for the saloons and dance halls.
6: I would venture to say that the man with the overwhelmed look on his face might just be the new preacher.
7: Let's find out. Hello? Is there anything I can do to help?
3: Oh, uh, thank you, Constable. Maybe you could help me find lodging for the night.
7: Uh, there's always the Dodge House just up the street there.
3: Thanks. The name's Orman W. Wright. I've been called here to lead the congregants at Union Church.
6: Looks like you already met a few.
3: I have. We've been expecting you, preacher. Do you attend Union Church?
6: Not so to speak. I heard the Bassetts have a room waiting for you. They must have been delayed.
4: That would be preferred to a rented room.
7: The hotel can get pretty loud, what with all the singing and gunplay. Gunplay? <laughs> People do pick the most peculiar times and places to practice. Duty calls. Welcome to
4: Dodge City, Reverend.
3: Would you reach deep into the lives of the folks here in Dodge City? Touch them in ways that my simple words never can. May I be useful to you in sharing a love that's more than what they will ever see without you. Amen.
4: So this is what Union Church looks like.
3: (laughs) From the inside, yeah. Good morning, Wyatt.
4: And good morning to you as well. Mind if I have a seat?
3: I hoped you would. Thank you. Something on your mind?
4: Just a little concerned for you. Concerned? Well, uh, 13 people come to this place on a Sunday. All are welcome. And it's a fine place of worship. But most people who come to Dodge City aren't especially interested in the good book. They're more interested in things you likely preach against.
3: And do you think my time here is wasted?
4: Don't know for certain, but I've seen men of the cloth come and go. Good men. Righteous men. Men with high ideals. All run out of town like whipped pups.
3: With God's help, things will change.
4: Well, you're going to need help.
3: So help me.
4: Not sure how a fella goes about doing that here. I thought you needed to know what you face.
3: Join the church. Become one of my deacons. Send Bartholomew over and I'll ask him too.
4: Slow up, preacher. That might just be asking too much. I've never even been to one of your services.
3: Then come this Sunday. Then make your decision.
4: Uh, Reverend, I come with a past.
3: And God knows your future. <laughs>
4: you have plenty of answers.
6: Pastor Wright, Wyatt, I hate to interrupt, but there is a matter of some urgency. Dora, how can I help? One of the girls who worked in the Long Branch Saloon was killed. Lizzie, Lizzie Palmer. Oh, Dora, I'm so sorry. Lizzie deserves a decent Christian burial. Of course. Would you do that for her?
3: I would be honored. Honored?
6: I had expected you to say no. There's no other pastor in town willing.
3: You have my word, Dora.
6: (sighs) Thank you. Thank you so much.
4: You are a wonder, preacher. Well, duty calls.
3: So it does.
4: Reverend, uh, what, what time or service is Sunday uh, Just in case I want to drop by?
1: So did he come to church? Who? Wyatt?
2: Oh, I just wanted to see if you were listening. <laughs> he did.
1: And you gave that Lizzie a Christian burial? I did. Hmm. Did Wyatt become a deacon?
2: He did, and he brought his fellow deputy Bartholomew to church with him.
1: Did he become a deacon too?
2: He did. It wasn't long before your grandmother Minnie joined me in Dodge. I wanted to have a home ready for her, but it was a struggle.
3: Good afternoon, Pastor Wright. Good afternoon, Dora.
5: Who is it, dear?
3: It's Dora Hand.
5: It's a fine afternoon, Dora. Welcome to our home. Thank you, ma'am. Please, call me Minnie. Minnie it is. Come in, come in.
3: What can we do for you, Dora?
6: Well, um, Wyatt told me that you two were struggling.
3: God always provides, Dora. We just wait.
6: Does he provide by using dance hall singers and gunslingers?
3: God use fishermen, taxmen, and talking donkeys. I reckon he can use anything he likes. Why do you ask? We took up a collection at the Long Branch Saloon,
6: and I've got a few things from the general store for you two. There's $200 in this envelope. We hope it tides you over.
5: Oh, Ormond. Oh, Dora, this means so much.
6: God does provide in mysterious ways. We're not even sure why we did this, but somehow it just seemed right. I know you don't approve of the saloons and dance halls, but you really seem to care about us, and we've noticed.
8: Good morning, John. What brings you to Rathright and Anthony General store? My feet. <laughs> My feet. <laughs> what can I do for you? I suppose I could use a few eggs. Oh, and do you have any bacon? Nights on the bridge can get a little long. Hungry this morning? Indeed, I am. Why don't you take in the Dodge house? They could cook you up some grub. Uh, Buck's cooking today. His eggs end up a little peculiar. It's like chewing on slippery boot leather. And bacon so crispy it turns to dust when you touch it. And you need so much water to choke it down. Well, it just kind of makes sense to cook my own breakfast today. Guess I don't blame you. So how are the toll collections on the bridge, John? Oh, most people pay the fee. Some don't? There are some Texas gunslingers who just don't seem to want to pay. Once they're done at the Long Branch, they hightail it back over the bridge with their guns shooting stars on their way out of town. Didn't you try to stop them? (laughs) No, I did not. Life is somewhat precious to me, and they did not appear to want disturbing. What with so many stars needed to be put on notice. (laughs) Put this on my account, would you, Mr. Anthony? Much obliged. I'll do it, John. Enjoy your breakfast.
7: Good morning, deputies. Good morning, John.
4: Did you hide the preacher's horse?
8: I did. Good morning,
4: pastor. Good morning, John. He's coming. Remember, just like we planned.
7: Reverend, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but someone has taken your horse.
3: Aren't there any for sale at the livery? There are. Why would someone take my horse? This work is hard enough, Lord.
7: We believe
4: this was the work of Luke McGlue. He has been known to engage in all manner of thievery. A regular malcontent. Mischievous.
7: That's exactly the word I would use.
3: Why can't people just work hard and earn what they need to buy what they want? This is just... Wrong! Wrong!
4: Stealing a man's horse. (sighs) Might not be anything worse. This kind of outlaw deserves one of two things. Pastor Wright, should Luke be shot or hanged? What? We're the peacekeepers, Reverend. We can't allow something like this to stand. Otherwise, where would we find peace?
7: Shot or
3: hanged? Dodge City is a hard place. There are times when I feel like going back east just one more circumstance to contend with. Horse thieves often find themselves at the end of a rope. But how could I make such a decision? How? Shot or hang? Hmm. Shooting or hanging? Shooting or hanging? Revan? (sighs) I... Wyatt, you asked where we would find peace. Forgiveness, that's where. I have to believe that if God allowed my horse to be taken, then he can supply a new horse. That's
4: it, then? It is. Luke is a fortunate
7: man. You really are a wonder, Revan.
3: Pastor Wright? Dora, I trust you're doing
6: well Certainly better than I deserve Did I hear your horse was stolen?
3: The uh, deputies just told me "Ah, It's always something
6: (laughs) Did they tell you who they thought did it?
3: A fella by the name of Luke
6: Luke McGlue? Yeah,
3: that's the name they mentioned You
6: might be surprised at what you find at the church Good day, Pastor
3: Good day, ma'am
1: Luke McGlue?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he was quite the character.
1: Did you ever get your horse back?
2: It was at the hitching post at the church.
1: Is that what Dora meant?
2: You certainly are full of questions, young lady.
1: Why shouldn't I be? Uh,
2: another question.
1: Sorry, Grandpa. It's just... I've never heard any of this before.
2: Well, as it turns out... Luke McGlue was a regular miscreant. What? Um, let's try Troublemaker.
1: So, did he steal your horse?
2: I'm coming to it. (laughs) Luke would have spent a lot of time in jail if he were real. If? If. (laughs) He was a fantasy, a made-up man who could be blamed for anything. The bench was moved at the general store? Luke McGlue. If someone moved your horse? Luke (laughs) McGlue. If you couldn't find your hat?
1: Luke (laughs) McGlue.
2: That's right. Luke was always to blame. It seemed that everyone knew about Luke McGlue. But me.
1: That had to be embarrassing.
2: Oh, you might think. Uh, But I forgave Luke when I thought he'd stolen my horse. Somehow, my decision made people respect me. I became fully accepted, among even dancehall singers and gunslingers. Are you saying
1: you did what they did?
2: Oh, goodness, no. They accepted me because I accepted them. They conducted themselves in ways I never would, but I learned to love those people. I spoke the truth, but never condemned. And even though they rarely showed their face on Sunday, These sinners would seek me out the rest of the week.
1: That must have been confusing. It
2: was, especially for the people who attended our little Union Church. They assumed that God-fearing people stayed away from those types of people. But people like Wyatt, Bartholomew, and Dora were just the type of people Jesus came to save.
1: Do you think you made a difference?
2: I'd like to think that God did. And that meant some of the children in Dodge City got help from the least likely of places.
5: Mrs. Wright? Mrs. Wright? Do you think I could speak with you? Please, call me Minnie. I'll set some water on for tea. What can I do for you? I just had a question. I... Well, you see...
6: I think I actually had a kind thought.
5: (laughs) That's a good thought to have, Dora. It's just that I... Well, I didn't expect it.
6: Am I allowed to be kind? What do you mean, dear? You know I sing in the dance halls Minnie. People don't expect someone like me to be charitable. God knew that you could.
5: What? I haven't spoken to God since I was a child. He's never stopped speaking to you. Maybe. You should listen. How could you say that God knows I could be kind? Because of a story in the Bible. Jesus told it. You see, there was a man traveling between towns. And this has something to do with me? (laughs) I'm getting there. Some gunslingers jumped out behind the rocks and hit the man. They took everything but his clothes. So who am I? A gunslinger or the man beside the road? Neither. There's more to the story. You see, there were two men who came by. One was a preacher who couldn't be bothered to help someone he didn't know. The second was someone who went to church and knew better, but pretended he didn't see the man in need. (sighs)
6: I could have been either of those men.
5: Perhaps. But I think you are like the third man, who didn't know the man either. But he stopped, nursed the wounds, and put the injured man on his horse. He took him to someone who could help him get well. And this stranger paid for it all. So the man who wasn't even a preacher, helped someone in need? That's right. Jesus wanted people to know this man proved what a real neighbor looks like. A real neighbor. Thanks, Minnie. You haven't
6: had your tea yet. Oh, I never drink tea, but I do have an idea. (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, I'll leave you to it. Thanks, Minnie. You're welcome. Anytime. Bye bye now. We'll just add more water. But I'm hungry, not thirsty. I am too, Riley. But what we have for dinner is all we have. Mama said we should pray. I have. At least I think I have. Maybe help's coming. Maybe.
6: (sighs) I promise it was not my intent to eavesdrop, but it sounds as though your family could use some help.
5: We could. Say, prayer works. Riley!
6: There's no shame in it. The shame would be not accepting help when you need it, especially if... God sent it.
5: Well, we need it. Riley. Well, we do, and she asked.
6: I have a basket. You'll find flour, eggs, some canned food, and a few peppermint sticks. Peppermint sticks? Don't you like them? Who's never tried them. And I've never tried being a good neighbor before, but it feels kind of nice. Thanks, miss. You're most welcome. I'll check in on you in a few days to make sure you're all right.
5: I think my mom and pa will want to meet you. Pa's been sick for a while. It's hard to buy food when you don't have any money.
6: Well, I'm glad to have met you.
5: Me too. You're a very kind lady.
6: Kind? (laughs) Well, thank you. Say, are there any other children you know who might not have enough food?
5: Plenty. They usually stay inside.
6: Maybe I could meet them, too.
2: Emily, could you fill my cup about halfway?
1: Yeah, sure. Here you go.
2: Ah, uh, that's plenty, dear. Thank you.
1: So a dance hall singer started feeding the poor.
2: Well, she did. Dora was one of the best paid employees in Dodge. She worked in two different saloons, and when she caught on to the idea of being a good neighbor, well, she helped more people than our little Union Church could.
1: But Grandpa, she was a dance hall singer.
2: Well, that's true. But she understood that love is kind. That's something a lot of saints struggle with. I think God was working on Dora. His love was changing things for her, and that's when I had an idea. Idea? Yes, Christmas was on the way, and I wanted to make sure people recognized Jesus loves both saints and sinners. What better way to show this than to have the pews filled with both? We had 13 members. Now, why couldn't we get at least that many sinners to leave the saloons behind to hear a message?
1: Church folks and outlaws?
2: Just the type of folk Jesus met.
1: At Christmas?
2: What better time for introductions right at the start of his story.
1: What did you... I mean... how?
2: A lot of talking and help from two gunslingers and a dance hall singer.
5: Is any of this what you expected, Ormond?
3: (laughs) Not in the least... The folks out here are different than they were in New York or New Hampshire. I'm not really like the folks here.
5: No, I don't think you are. You don't look the same, sound the same, or believe the same things. And you're no gunslinger.
3: (laughs) No, I am not. But I believe people can and should be loved. True. I believe people should be treated with respect Yes I believe Jesus is available to gunslingers And dance hall singers And our little church is growing It is And people are helping their neighbors It would seem so And Tuesday morning, December 25th We will make sure the citizens of Dodge City Know that good news can still be delivered It can (sighs) Do you think it'll work?
5: God alone knows. All I know is, if it hinges on your own enthusiasm, every seat will be taken and people will be standing in the door.
3: Then pray for that, Minnie. Pray for that.
4: Pastor Wright has done nothing to improve my poker game.
7: It does seem a little hypocritical to be a deacon, and then frequent the Long Branch on unofficial
4: business. (laughs) Well, we promised the help, so there might just be a fighting chance. But I suspect the results won't be ours
7: to claim. Truth is, people love the new pastor. Maybe they'd come just because they're curious. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. Do you think you can
6: come to church on Christmas morning?
5: We asked Ma and Pa. They said we could.
6: Don't forget, I'll be bringing over a Christmas goose on Monday.
5: Then you'll come for dinner?
6: Well, I don't know about that. After all, Christmas is for families.
5: Where's your family, Miss Dora?
6: (sighs) A long way from here, Riley.
5: That's why you should come. Ma's a great cook when she can cook something. And she will.
6: Well, I'll think about it.
2: It was a very busy few weeks, as the days grew colder, and folks stayed indoors.
1: What about the service?
2: (laughs) I promise we'll get to that part. Now the dozen or so members of the church invited like-minded friends. Then Wyatt, Bartholomew, Dora, and a few other new friends began talking to the poor, the needy, gamblers, drunkards, and dancehall girls.
1: Were they excited to come to the church?
2: Not exactly. There were a few laughs of scorn, disbelieving glances, and a few not-what-I-live to be seen and heard.
1: So it was failure?
2: Well, I didn't say that either. It just seemed that when push came to shove, there was plenty of curiosity, and that brought one half of the church to near capacity. It really did seem like the divide in the Red Sea crossing. One side featured the saints and their friends, and the others, the sinners and the destitute. It was a good start.
1: What was your sermon?
2: Well, of course, it had to be about Jesus. After all, we were celebrating his birth.
3: Good morning. Thank you for coming. I'm certain you all have plans for the day, and I won't keep you long. While there are still a few empty seats left near the back, I can say this is the most people I've ever seen here. Long before I arrived, there were people who believed a gathering place like the Union Church would be needed for a city where God's love was needed, at least as much as everywhere else, maybe even more. This belief goes all the way back to a little town in Israel called Bethlehem. This was the town where Jesus would be born. Of course, the people didn't know that. They just knew that the town was full of guests and there wasn't a room to be had. What might it have looked like if Mary and Joseph had arrived here last night? What kind of welcome would they have received in Dodge City? they might have arrived at the Dodge house and been turned away. Or maybe instead of spending the night at delivery, they might have come found a back room at the Long Branch. It's certain that Jesus deserves better. But if he became a human for one, he became a human for all. If he loved one, he loved all. It might not have been shepherds that came to see him, but a few gunslingers might have been drawn there by the unexpected noise. And Jesus, with brand new human eyes, would have seen the most unexpected kindness of an outcast making sure children had food enough to eat. These men and women were just getting to know Jesus, and if he could have spoken out loud, he would have said something like, I came for you.
8: Hi, I'm Glenn Haskell, writer and producer of the timely arrival of Ormond Wright. I spent a lot of time reviewing the history of Dodge City from 1875 to 1880. This is where I met Pastor Ormond W. Wright, his wife Minnie, Dora Hand, and two famous deputies that became deacons. I discovered the kindness of a dancehall singer and the generosity of the troublemakers of Dodge City. All these threads led to the development of what you just heard. It also had some incredible parallels to the original Christmas story. It is ultimately a story of an offer of redemption and the fact that none of us accomplish much on our own. Maybe there's someone in this story that you identify with. Maybe you recognize someone who bears a resemblance to a character in the story. This glimpse of Dodge City, Kansas might look a little bit different than many tales you've heard about this town. But at this season, this story brings hope. And that's a profound gift.
0: Merry Christmas. This has been an original presentation of KHYM Productions and enjoyed the voice acting talents of Joe Stafko as the elder Ormond Wright, Tanya Maloyevich as his granddaughter Emily, Scott Fortney played Wyatt Earp, Pete Lutz was Bat Masterson, Natalie Stanfield played Dora Hand, John Daynert assumed the role of the younger Ormond Wright, Katie Danert played his wife Minnie, Tom Chalker was AJ the general store owner, Randy Strew played John the bridgekeeper, Joni Danert was Joanna. Chloe Daynert was Clara, and Rigby Daynert was Riley. Special thanks to the entire cast and crew. Written, produced, and mixed by Glenn Haskell for KHYM Productions, and was based on multiple real-life events. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. I'm J.D. Sutter. Thanks for listening.